everyone, and welcome to Functional Fertility, the podcast designed to demystify your hormones, up-level your lifestyle, and supercharge your fertility potential. I'm your host, Dr. Kalia Waddles, and as many of you know, I feel pretty strongly about setting women up for success in the preconception timeframe. And part of that is focusing on high-quality nutrition and bringing on the right supplements at the right time. This topic has a lot of nuance, and I know it can be overwhelming when you're faced with choosing products to support such an important time of life. That's why I'm very excited to talk with today's guest, Ryan Woodbury. Ryan is the co-founder and co-CEO of Needed, a company championing better nutrition for women, their families, and our earth. She is a lifelong environmentalist, a holistic nutritionist with training in folk herbalism, and a fellow mama who really wants the best for herself and her family. I'm so excited to chat with her today and learn how we can more mindfully choose our perinatal supplements. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. One thing that I've been really drawn to about Needed is that you have an investment in this, that it's really born out of your own desire to take care of yourself through fertility and pregnancy and you have little ones and you just really want these amazing products to support our our families. At what point in your own fertility or pregnancy journey did you realize that change was needed and feel called to create this radically better approach? Yeah, thank you. It is true that I sort of think for both myself and my um co-founder Julie that our uh, our families and our kind of needed both kind of birthed into the world around similar yeah. times. So the two of us met when we were next door neighbors in graduate school and we were not yet mothers at the time but both were married and starting to think about starting our families and we had a number of friends that had begun their motherhood journeys and I think we were just shocked to see with friends going through the gamut of, you know, infertility issues through severe hyperemesis in pregnancy, through significant postpartum depression, and how little nutrition played in the conversation. And both of us had backgrounds in nutrition and just, it didn't sit right with us that nutrition wasn't more front and center. So we began sort of digging into the research and talking to a bunch of practitioners to just understand what are nutritional recommendations for this life stage and how can you leverage nutrition to better support our moms and and their kids? And really, I think we're pretty floored by what the status quo was, um, both in kind of the standard prenatal supplements and sort of the, the recommendations around nutrition that you know, in many ways, it was an afterthought or sort of you were told what to not eat versus what to prioritize um, for optimizing health. It really, it really was not a big component of the equation. And we felt for ourselves, um, we wanted a dramatically better solution. And um, so set out on the journey to create it. Wow, beautiful. And if we were to pull 10 prenatal vitamins off the shelf, there's a huge variability in the concentrations of nutrients and what they even include. And so no wonder it's so overwhelming for folks when they go out and they want to pick the best one. You mentioned that there was a real need for nutrition that was in optimal dosing that had the right forms of nutrients. And I thought it would be helpful for us to talk a little bit about how prenatal vitamins 
were historically designed. And I think it's safe to say that a lot of these formulas have the bare minimum of nutrients. <laughs> and they're really focused on RDAs, which is the recommended dietary allowance. And from your perspective, how has this method done pregnant or nursing women, maybe even a disservice? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think stepping back a bit, you're right that the the space is highly confusing. I think most women hear from their care provider, like take a prenatal, any prenatal, it doesn't really any matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and really there is pretty broad differentiation between prenatals on the market. And there are a lot of prenatals on the market. I think if you go to your, our website, um, we've reviewed along with a couple of our practitioner partners, I think at this point, almost 80 different prenatals wow. that our customers have inquired about. So broad, you know, kind of super fragmented space. Um, but I think the core sort of uniting factor of the majority of prenatals is what you mentioned. They have historically been designed around um, the RDAs, the recommended daily allowance, which has really been translated into um, basically the daily recommended intakes, those percentages that you see on the side of any kind of packaged good or supplements of like, hey, are you meeting you know, 100% of your vitamin D or what percent are you meeting through this food or supplement? Um, but the trickiness is there's a lot of sort of flaws with those amounts. Um, first of all, the, the root of them, they were created back in the early 1940s um, when we were in war and looking at for sending soldiers overseas how do we sort of avoid disease conditions and making sure that they got sort of bare minimum nutrition? And that's the trickiness, the core trickiness in the framing is that they're around bare minimum. How do you avoid a disease condition versus looking at optimal? And we know in your world that there can be pretty dramatic differences between bare minimum and optimal, and especially at the perinatal kind of life stage when um, it's one of the most nutritionally intensive times um, for a women's life. So, and then there's other problems with them in that, you know, women in diverse populations, pregnant women specifically weren't included in a lot of the research. So a lot of heavy assumptions were made even to get to what is that minimum amount to avoid a disease condition. Um, And I think we just found that a minimum supplement is really far from enough to make up for how do you get a woman's body at optimal levels. We were looking at this from, I think Julie and I both as trained nutritionists, we spent a lot of attention in towards what we eat, you know, um, sourcing meats direct from farm, shopping at the farmer's market. And we had from a starting point with food, pretty significant gaps that with food alone wasn't meeting our needs. And then the aha or kind of like crazy realization was, standard prenatal vitamins weren't getting anywhere close and making up that gap, that actually much better, much more comprehensive, much more significant dosing was really going to be important for this life stage um, to really help our women be at optimal levels. Um, You know, there's certainly a lot of commentary around, oh my gosh, I know so many people that, you know, mom paid no attention to her nutrition and was able to have um, a healthy baby. And I think there's sort of two comments around that thread of one, like, how do we look at health of a child 
I think in our current day and age, that's looked at pretty narrowly. A lot of times it's sort of like, hey, if they have all 10 fingers and 10 toes, I'm being light, but a lot of it in their breathing and have all their like external body parts, that's given a thumbs up for a sign of health. But there's a lot of other attributes around immune system development, cognitive development, for example, that are much more in-depth ways to look at how healthy or not is this is this child in their you know future life set and then for mom i think unhealthy women can have healthy you know like formally functioning babies um which is i think reassuring for a lot of us um but also it's really nutrition is coming out of your tissues your bones, all of that in order to grow this baby. And we really want women to be sort of better set up such that they don't have to end a pregnancy as depleted. Yeah. I remember being in school and being in my maternity and pediatrics course. And we had a a doctor who was also a midwife and she was teaching us and really talked about the the preconception timeframe as a place to build up abundance in your health and fortifying your health and focusing on fullness because you want to have an overflow. You want to have enough that you can give to this other person. And she, I mean, we joke about it, but she would say like, oh, if you're not getting enough calcium, you'll just pull it from your own bones and give it to baby. So, you know, no worries, but we don't want that. We want to be resilient postpartum and, and avoid some of that depletion. And so I think it's really important that Needed has focused on this nutritional adequacy. And I'll just um, bring up the iron piece because people ask me this about Needed's vitamins all the time, like, oh, iron is separate. And I'm like, this is actually great because it allows me to give a precision treatment plan and not everybody needs iron. And then some people need a lot of iron. So the fact that it's separate allows me to tailor those nutritional recommendations. And I love that. Yeah. And that was a lot of the intention behind it. Like exactly what you said around different women need different amounts of iron, different stages of the perinatal journey. Cause our core multivitamins are meant for before, during, and after you'll need different amounts of iron. And I think two other reasons of one, um, iron, um, basically conflicts with calcium and a couple of other nutrients in the core formula. So we want iron to be optimally absorbed, to be taken at a different time. And too much iron can be um, harmful, disruptive to the microbiome and have other side effects. So we don't want to sort of dose some women to take more iron if they don't actually need it. So that was a lot of the reason for for pulling it separately. And it allowed our core prenatal vitamin to be um, more versatile and supportive for all stages. Mm-hmm. That's super helpful. And along those same lines, it just occurred to me to ask you this. I think all of the highest quality prenatal vitamins that I know about, it's it takes it takes a higher amount of capsules than just, you know, the ones that we buy off the shelf at Target. And I've always um, understood that it's because when we have these adequately dosed nutrients, it just there's more of it. It just takes more. Is that is that the story, why there's so many capsules in Needed and some of our other favorite brands that are optimally dosed? Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of nutrients that are highly important um, that are just bulky. Choline yeah. is one of them. Um, and choline is a very important nutrient, both for um, interacting with folate and early kind of neural tube formation and all the way through 
um, cognitive development for baby, um, that is missing for most prenatals. And a lot of the reason that it's missing is one, it's stinky. Um, so it can be difficult to formulate with. And the second is um, it's really bulky. So you cannot fit a proper amount of choline in two capsules if you're trying to put other things in there too. So we can pretty much guarantee that if you're taking a one or two a day prenatal, that you're going to need to look to supplement that prenatal with additional choline. Um, and it, it's actually one of the reasons that we have a standalone choline now. Um, because there were a lot of, you know, women that were, you know, they happened to like their prenatal, um, and that's okay. Um, but they were looking for areas of, Hey, where do I like add to this to be able to make sure, um, I'm getting enough of a certain key nutrient. So we do sell a standalone choline. And the other reason for it is, um, basically choline in our, um, prenatal is at 400 milligrams. And that is a more minimal amount of choline. It's a lot higher than where most others are dosed that tend to sort of 50 milligrams, but a lot of research indicates that actually an optimal dose of choline is closer to a thousand milligrams a day. And they've done, you know, a couple of seven year studies following babies and seeing a significant, you know, cognitive trajectory improvement when uh, mom is supplementing with proper amounts of choline in pregnancy. Um, but, you know, there's many of our pregnant mamas that are, you know, heavy egg eaters. So you can sort of meet your choline needs by taking our 400 milligrams plus eating eggs every day, or some will throw in that supplemental choline from time to time. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, I think it can be a shock when coming to needed that uh, our core, so we have three prenatals that we sell, um, an eight capsule prenatal and a powder. So you can mix it into smoothies or almond milk that are two, they have the same kind of nutrient dosing, more robust dosing. And then we actually did end up creating um, a three capsule essentials. We couldn't figure out how to do two and, but really we're excited to give, especially, um, you know, moms that really struggle with pills and weren't smoothie makers an alternative to be able to take, you know, one pill per meal. And the essentials is in our mind, sort of the most supportive prenatal out there in three capsules alone. But if you can handle it, um, we do recommend sort of tearing up to the eight capsule or powder version. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that the powder version exists is a game changer for so many who are nauseous or can't <laughs> tolerate so many pills or have supplement fatigue because they're also doing the egg quality support or the CoQ10. I am such a fan. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. And I, I love it. Yeah. And I guess just to hint at that, you know, we do have, offer a lot of products beyond our sort of core prenatal. All of the products are designed together um, to work in a system. And a lot of the reasons for it is that in digging into the research, we sort of talked about that, hey, multivitamins, prenatal multis weren't getting anywhere to cutting it. We had to design from the ground up a radically better prenatal multivitamin, which we did. But unfortunately, vitamins and minerals alone don't get you all the way there if you're really looking at optimal support for women. So we started off with pairing that prenatal multivitamin with three other SKUs, an omega-3 fatty acid, so DHA, EPA, um, a maternal-specific 
pre and probiotic as the microbiome is so critical for this life stage, both in, you know, fertility all the way through seeding baby's gut, and then a collagen protein. As we've just found that women can really struggle to meet optimal protein needs and two of the amino acids in collagen are conditionally essential during pregnancy and not readily available in sort of, you know, chicken breast um, that most of us sort of might eat as our main source of protein. So it's an easy way to top things off and has other benefits like, you know, blood sugar balance or um, supporting pelvic floor tissues and the like. So those we think of as our four core products. And then we've built, depending on the time period or stage of life, other products that can be added on to that system, like the A quality support um, that you mentioned, which is a really special product because I think we were really frustrated that, um, you know, a lot of our ourselves and a lot of our moms wanted the benefit of some really kind of potent antioxidants that you would find in an A quality support like ours. But all the products we were finding either had added other nutrients like folate. Um, and then if you combined it with your prenatal, you were going to be taking too much folate in the single setting. So they just didn't work. And if you're trying to conceive and taking an A quality support, you want to take your core prenatal too. Or they added in some other type of cycle regulator or hormone balancer that wasn't necessarily helpful for all women. Mm-hmm. Well, I have so many patients who they're doing all the things. And then I would say, okay, and how is your partner supporting the health of his sperm? And they would say, well, well, not not a lot happening in that department. So now I've been able to also talk about the male fertility support. And I'm just so thankful that it's you can order it at the same place. You're already ordering your own prenatal and it just is this beautiful system. Yeah, yeah. And I think men are often afterthought in the trying to conceive equation. And, um, you know, they are 50% of the role at that point in time and are often neglected. Um, But we know how much nutrition can support sort of male hormone balance and sperm quality, which are very important for, um, you know, a healthy embryo. So um, I think yeah, very intentional and in bringing men more into the equation and designing a couple of products to properly support um, their fertility outcomes as well. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to visualize as we talk about all of this, one of Needed's core messages, and that is that nutrition has the power to change health outcomes for mothers and babies, but it's not just birth outcomes. It's your fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and then lifelong health thereafter. And I talk about this all the time. Like This is why I'm such a believer in a comprehensive preconception evaluation, because we want to have a safe pregnancy, healthy baby, and then have freedom in our health so that we can enjoy and and spend time with this family that we've worked so hard to conceive. So I'm really aligned with that messaging of needed. And I wanted to ask you about, and maybe, maybe these are some nutrients you've already talked about, but what are some of the most important benefits of focusing on nutrient adequacy, especially in that trying to conceive timeframe? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the simplest way to probably think about nutritional adequacy in my mind is just you know, your body works together like a symphony. And Mm -hmm. if you're missing a single instrument, not all songs can be played. And 
we want your body to be able to play every single song. And uh, like if you're having infertility or other kind of imbalances, it's not really rooted in a single sort of system. It means that sort of there can be um, imbalances across your whole body. So I think we find again and again, just nutrition help sort of fill in those gaps such that our, um, you know, our body can have its full orchestra, play every song we want it to play. Yeah, I think that's really well said. And this is something I talk about too, that that when we have struggles in our fertility, it's usually a multi-system disorder that requires a multi-system approach for support. And you've mentioned several already. We've got our vitamins and minerals, our microbiome support, our mitochondrial support, our antioxidants. So it's really a wide range of, of body systems that we're able to support with some nutritional interventions. I know that you spent multiple years developing your nutritional system, and then you continually work to to perfect it with ongoing clinical research. And um, I've really admired this, and I've been on calls with needed um, maybe consultants who are collecting information from practitioners of like, what is working for you? What are you hoping for? And it's the whole process just feels really intentional to me. Will you talk to us a little bit about what that development process looked like and you've mentioned to us already that you really paid attention to optimal dosing and forms of nutrients. So what went into that information collecting stage? Yeah. I mean, I think really so much of it is rooted in consumer needs. It's where our name came from, that how do we better meet the needs of, you know, women and families at this life stage. And I think in finding answers of how to do that, um, unfortunately, like, this population has been incredibly understudied. So you can't just look to sort of the published body of research because there's way too many gaps and open questions. What's amazing is that there's so many practitioners like yourself, um, you know, other naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, sort of the list goes on, um, that are really testing things with their patient base. And they've come up with pretty rigorous protocols that haven't yet been studied in a formal research setting, but they're seeing outcome changes in clinical practice. And we think that body of information and real world trialing is just incredibly important for speeding up how do we better support these women? So we really have tapped into now a group of about 4,000 practitioners that we are pulling clinical insights from to understand, you know, how are you dosing from your patients? What's working? Where are you seeing, um, you know, optimal B12 reference ranges kind of sitting in your mind and aggregating that together to look at sort of a wider base of data inputs around how we can support these women. And that really sort of led to the initial design of our products and, um, you know, how we continue to look at designing. So we do think like formal research is a very important component of the equation. It's why um, we launched our needed labs initiative kind of last year, but really in some ways we view needed labs as an arm to make almost to like present the data in a different way such that you can get uh, more of the powers that be to pay attention and listen 
because there's so much that we already know from, you know, just thousands and thousands of kind of like inputs of clinical practice and that we are seeing better outcomes around, but they yet haven't just filtered into research that, you know, ACOG or the CDC or other kind of players will start paying attention to yet. And really we're on a mission to make sure we can, we know unequivocally nutrition changes outcomes, but how do you um, collect enough data such that that can no longer be, you know, misunderstood or ignored? Mm -hmm. I really admire how proactive you are because there's this phrase, maybe people have heard in medicine, we say, from bench to bedside. And it really <laughs> translates to how long does it take research or clinical practice guidelines to get from the lab setting to the place where we're making those recommendations in the treatment room? And sometimes that takes 10, 15, 20 years. So I appreciate that you're not just standing by and waiting for things to happen, that you're really taking charge and using that clinical experience and clinical evidence, which is in my mind, a very, really important part of evidence-based medicine, and you're being proactive in that. And I understand you have um, that you're currently recruiting for a clinical study. Will you tell that? Tell us a little bit about that work and how folks might get involved. Yeah, absolutely. We are we are recruiting for uh, our first IRB-approved clinical study. Um, so we're looking for pregnant mamas in six cities in the U.S. right now. And you're pregnant and taking a prenatal multivitamin, we would love to test your blood nutrient levels. And effectively, we're doing a first-of-a-kind study to be able to look at comprehensive prenatal nutrition status and pregnancy. A lot of um, nutrients have been looked at in isolation, but we really want to be able to test a full panel of nutrients and um, based off of what prenatal someone is taking and what their diet looks like, be able to get a better sense of what are um, nutrient status trends in the country. I cannot wait to read the results of that study. That is going to be so interesting. Yeah. The cities where we're doing the study are Houston, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Denver, and Chicago. Okay, so our pregnant mamas who are in those cities, you're going to want to check the show notes of this of this show and see how you can get involved because it's really, really exciting. Yeah, and we'll link the the study page in the stone in the show notes. Perfect. Where you can sign up. Uh, and one of the the questions I get when when patients are thinking about how to choose their prenatal vitamin, it really goes to quality standards and like, are all these vitamins made the same, or is there something I need to pay attention to? And I really admire that Needed goes above and beyond quality standards with each batch undergoing third-party testing. Will you talk to us a little bit about why this type of quality control is really important, especially in our perinatal supplements? <laughs> yeah. What's amazing is just, um, you know, what a lot of products say what's on the label isn't necessarily in there if you don't do rigorous testing to confirm. Um, so we look at everything from making sure, hey, if we're claiming, you know, there's 4,000 IU of vitamin D um, per serving, we want to make sure you're actually delivering that amount. Or if we're saying a certain product is um, gluten-free, that we have a test validating that. So it really just basically allows us to back up and confirm what we're putting out there. But unfortunately, like that is not required testing at large. Um, generally, because of how um, supplements are regulated as foods, 
Um, a lot of the requirements are really just looking at micro, basically, testing that there aren't sort of, you know, foreign growth organisms. And then in certain states have higher scrutiny around heavy metals too. But um, we believe just higher validation of both um, outbound testing and then sort of rig rigorous um, supplier intake of making sure any sort of ingredient or contract manufacturer that we're approving to make our products go through um, a pretty rigorous approval and reapproval process. Um, and we're very lucky to have a amazing um, quality and regulatory affairs team. Yeah. And I just want to underscore what you said, that this type of testing is not typically required, but you're choosing to do it. Like that just speaks so much about the integrity of the brand to me. Yeah. I mean, I think um, what we go back to is that we really, our core uniting message is radically better nutrition for women and really look to how do we make sure what we are doing is radically better and that we are moving what the sort of status quo sort of expectations are because they need to change sort of dramatically for those outcomes for women and children to be able to change too. Mm -hmm. And on that note, Needed is really at the forefront of this effort to um, optimize the health of mothers and babies through quality products, which we've talked about research, advocacy. What's next for your Needed <laughs> Changemakers? Yeah, so we have a couple of different groups of what needed. Our, our change makers are really a group of um, health practitioners, moms, um, health advocates in general who have a broader educational and advocacy platform. I think one of the things that we've realized early on is that the space is complicated. It's not easy to, you know, figure out what form of nutrient you need or what dose is right, or how do you then take that into a bigger message of, you know, overall protocols need to change in the space. And we really do think that it's not just going to be needed. Um, kind of as the sole kind of group being able to change these outcomes, if we are going to push for perinatal standards changing at large, we need to link arms with others and have it really be a collective effort of change. So our group of change makers is a group of um, women and men who have sort of saying, hey, yes, we align with um, this mission that radically better nutrition for women is needed. And we want to use some of our time educating and advocating um, for that change. So we're excited um, about the group that's coming together and that's continuing to build and um, our ability through that collective effort to really just raise awareness about um, the current problem. So right now, a lot of our change makers are helping us um, recruit for a clinical study where we published a white paper about the state of perinatal nutrition last fall. So getting that out there and in more hands and um, there will be a lot of other initiatives to come. Well, I'm so excited to see what happens next. I've been really honored to, as you said, link arms with Needed in various ways. And Ryan, I just wanted to thank you so much for all the work that you do and um, this beautiful line that you've created. I feel so confident to use Needed in myself and with my children and my family and my patients Thank you so much for all of your work and for sharing these insights with us today. Thank you. We're so lucky to have you as part of the Needed family. 
Listeners, thank you so much for choosing us as a trusted source of information. And to our show's producer, Paola Martini, so much gratitude. We look forward to seeing you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Did you love this episode and want to hear more? Head over to drkaliawaddles.com slash podcast where you can find more episodes on all things fertility.